Today, everyone, we're going to be doing a branding workshop that I enjoy, uh, and I love doing this with my clients. Um, this is just one section of the branding workshop that I normally do. Uh, I've based this all off of core strategy, which is from the future.com. Uh, the folks that, you know, Chris Doe and the kind of the, the future, the, they call it the core strategy. I went through their course and they kind of teach you these kind of three main components of, uh, brand strategy when you're working with clients and, and you really, you're starting from scratch or they may have an existing brand identity, somewhat of a brand strategy. Uh, but what this does is it helps articulate every little bit. And I've talked about this before in, uh, previous videos. I've talked about this before in, uh, previous Instagram videos. And so I wanted to take this one little sliver. Usually the core strategy takes place over two days at least because it's a pretty intense workshop. Um, it takes about four hours of concentrated time on day one and another four hours of concentrated time on day two. Uh, usually on the first day, you do something called brand attributes where you're just trying to kind of get a sense of the brand, who they are, what, you know, what what you're about uh the you go through like all these sort of like characteristics of the brand and the second exercise which is what we're going to work on today is your user profiles brand you know customer identity customer profiles i'm going to have some uh interchangeable words so just kind of roll with me on this one and then on the second day of brand strategy we usually do something called uh there are a number of different ways uh, the people at core strategy they call it core they call it pri uh, goals prioritization which is sometimes a word that just kind of floats over everyone's head it's like it's a hard, i think even spell check doesn't even know what prioritization is um so we just say goals goals and priorities and this is just a way to, and what that exercise is is it figures out revenue streams figures out marketing figures out efficiencies um and it figures out little parts of delight as well so in, with each of those four components you know you're figuring out what new revenue streams can we do in this business what new marketing tactics can we try now that we understand our customer profiles and then uh how can we be more efficient how can we get the job done automate things and then also how can we add delight to the customer experience which i've talked about before how can you add delight in your customer journey uh and that's an exercise that we do in core strategy so finding your ideal client and hopefully i think i've spell checked everything in this in this slide but we'll find out so why do this why do you need to find your ideal client jordan why why don't i just you know, just, I want to sell to everybody. When I start my business, when I have clients, I just want to, let's just get everybody, as many people as we can. Let's get them all and let's kind of bring them into the, into the fold. Let, let everyone can be customers. Who's, who's ever got money, who's ever can afford my work, whoever thinks my work is cool, they're a customer. And there is debate about that. Some people, I've, I've watched those kind of like, uh, the kind of contrarian videos saying like, oh, you don't need a, you know, oh, you don't need a a niche early on. You should just work as general as possible. You should try to attract as many people because you have no customers, so you have no product market fit, so you don't even know who your ideal customer is, Jordan. So why even bother? When you figure out your ideal client, your ideal buyer, your ideal customer, everything, it just unlocks everything. And it it's almost that's why we do it kind of the second step of this of the core workshop. We do, you know, we figure out who we are first and then we go figure out who we want to go help and who are our kind of ideal customers because it unlocks everything. We can't, we can't move on to goals and priorities because we can't, we don't know what revenue streams we need to create. We don't know how to market because we don't know who we're marketing to. We don't know what product to create because we don't know who the product is for. 
So this key, this is, it just unlocks everything. Products, services, marketing, you have to understand what kind of products you're going to create or what services you're going to offer. You have to think about your marketing in terms of, uh, are we going to create YouTube videos? Are we going to do billboards? Are we going to do direct mail, uh, Facebook ads, whatever? And the next part is copy. You had, if you don't know who you're talking to, you don't know what exactly to say or what kind of copy they're, they're going to read, what kind of terminology, what kind of jargon they use. The content, again, are we going to make YouTube videos? Are we going to make Instagram photos? Are we going to do TikToks? Who, what kind of content should we create? And then it goes to things on the ad side. Uh, what kind of ads should we place? Where should we place them? Who is this going to be for? Where should we place these ads? Um, and, and it doesn't have to be ads. It could be like, okay, where are we going to put this content? Where are we going to write this copy? Is this going to be on a blog? Is this going to be on a podcast? Are we going to try to go appear on other people's podcast? Uh, and then, Finally, how to talk. Like I said, the jargon, the terminology, you have to speak like your customers speak. You have to speak in the same way that they talk. You have, it's like when there's, when you, it, it's just, it, it's apparent sometimes when you're not using the right terminology or like they, your customers don't talk like that. So it just, it's kind of this disconnect and they'll just kind of hear you bounce away and that'll be it. So you have to, really get into the mindset of these people and this is a and with this little exercise that we're going to do today it's going to be fun and we're we'll go through it we will go into the minds of our customers today okay so i'm going to be using some interchangeable words throughout this workshop and i don't want anyone to get confused i want uh they all kind of mean the same. It applies to some certain business niches. Some people say customers, some people say audience. If i say customers, audience, users, clients, that's all the same thing. You know, the, the people that were in our business are trying to help. Um, and what we are creating, some people in the marketing world call them avatars. Some call them profiles. Some call them, oop, I got a typo already. Uh, personas, uh, customer personas, client personas, marketing avatars. They're all in, very interchangeable. So if you're, if I say something that confuses you or like, you know, you, I, I thought we're doing user profiles, not client customer profiles or um, other words that we're going to be talking about uh, are things like the customer journey. That is the customer's experience in solving their problem. It doesn't, your business is inside that journey, ideally, but this, this solving the problem is the core thing we want to focus on. And when I say solving the problem, I mean, um, they first start out not knowing that they have a problem and then they become aware that they have a problem and then they start to look for solutions to that problem and then you present those solutions to their problems. So that's kind of their customer journey. It's all about helping your customers, helping your clients solve that problem. You're involved and the, the idea is to get you built inside this customer journey, but it's help, it's helpful to kind of understand where they are on that path throughout this whole process. Okay. When we are doing this exercise with clients, and I, I use royal we, I, I got to stop doing that. It's me, not we. It's, uh, it's just me. <laughs> I have, the, I think in our business, we all have everyone, someone, you will eventually fall into that trap of saying, we do this, we are this, when it's just, if you're a freelancer or it's just, you're by yourself, it's me. So when I am working, I got to get in that habit, Jordan, when I am working with clients, I present this to them. Now, what this is, is kind of a matrix. And there are these kind of four, 
you know, think in the hero's journey, think in terms of, you know, if you're filmmakers out there, if you're storytellers out there, you know, the hero's journey, you know, the, the protagonist, the, the hero of the story that you're following through their journey. Um, there are these kind of four pillars, four types of people that are typically your customers are going to be, you know, semi look like your customers. And you can choose all four of these and it's helpful and, and it's a, it's worth the time to put in to go through each one of these four main pillars. Aspirational, you in the future, foundational, you in the past. There are these four kind of components. And, and now what I say for time's sake, I say let's choose three to focus on because, uh, like I said, it's a, it's a kind of, it's an intense focus session. It's four hours each day. So if we were to go through all four, it might take five hours. It might take six hours. And usually, you know, especially on these Zoom calls, these Zoom strategy sessions, they're a little bit harder because you got to kind of keep their attention longer. Um, it's, but when you're in person, it's a little better. But I say like, let's choose three. Um, which, out of the, which three do you want to do? So I'm actually for this, for this, I'm going to put myself on blast. I will do my own customer journey. Uh, and I will do some customer profiles for you guys to, I don't care. I'll show you what my customers look like or what I think my customers look like. I, I should explain these. So. Let's start the easiest one, you in the past. So that is literally looking at you, looking at who you are and thinking, who was I five years ago? Who was I four years ago? Because what you have done is you've progressed in your journey. You're now a smarter, hopefully you're a smarter person. Hopefully you have learned from your past mistakes, but you can sympathize and empathize with your past self because you know the silly questions you had, you know, the dumb questions you had in the past, you know, the problems you were experiencing on your journey and choosing, choosing yourself as the, you know, who do you know better than yourself? So it's like, it's kind of an easy exercise to go with you in the past. And then there is you in the future. So this is kind of thinking forward and and I have to distinguish and I'll, and I'll tell you the difference between aspirational and you in the future. You in the future is it's it's not your ideal self it's what you probably most likely will be doing or what you think you will be doing in the future and this is like what kind of person will you be in the future so my past self was a a young filmmaker a college you know fresh out of college filmmaker with very little experience that was my kind of personal profile i was a content creator didn't exactly know what i wanted to do that's kind of my me in the past me in the future maybe is a marketer or a director of marketing. Um, that could be so, sort of a, a, a profile. And the, and the cool part, what you want to do with these is you want to kind of give them, you know, like I said, in the hero's journey, you want to kind of give them the names that are just like, so I say like the something. So like, you know, the underdog, the seeker, the, uh, inspiring entrepreneur, the thought leader, you know, those kind of like, Make them sound cool because we want to like look back at these and say like, okay, this is like, you know, it's it, you want to feel like this is a, a cool guy. Like it's, it's someone like on a video game you want to select like, all right, I want to play as this character today. Okay. The difference between you in the future and you and the aspirational. Aspirational is the, if you are kind of on this plane, this horizontal plane here, I hope you can, you can see me. Uh, if you're on, yeah, if you're like on this aspirational plane. Your aspirational version is like your God mode hero version 
of what you could be. So if I'm like, you know, if I was me in the past was a young scrub filmmaker, here I am now a freelancer. And then I'm like me in the future is like marketing director or like CEO of a company. Then the God mode is like you became, you know, the, you know, the Gary V or you became like the Tony Robbins version. Like it doesn't have to be that high, but you know, it's, it's several steps up, like somewhere in between, you know, they, these two people may have done the same thing, but these are like incredibly higher. Um, and it, and I, and I should probably back up a little bit. These don't have to be, you know, I say you in the future, you in the past. Aspirational could be, and it all depends on your business. It could be like the high paying customer. So, uh, or the, if you are, I don't know. Let's, let's, I'm trying to think on the fly with this. If you are a, a yoga studio and your you in the future is like, okay, you're a, you are trying to teach other yoga instructors. That's you in the future. But your aspirational is like Mercedes driving soccer mom who has tons of money to spend at the yoga studio. That's your aspirational. It, and you know, you are not going to be, that's not you in the future if you're just a future. So it's like, yeah, I hope that, that hopefully that example was illustrative enough and then finally we have the foundational now this is usually your current clients or what you think your current clients are these are the people that you have gotten referrals from these are the people that maybe they were your very first customers you're thinking about them as a persona as a profile this is the matrix we are going to be creating uh, and this is what we're going to hop over on miro here in a second Okay, that's better. I don't know. A little too skinny mode, Jordan. Um, okay, so we're going to start with the top left quadrant, which is story. So, oh, I'm just moving my mouse. That's perfect. So story, this is going to be the, it is demographics inside it, but it's not solely demographics. You know, when I say demographics, I mean the very basic like census kind of data, you know, age gender, location, geography, uh, occupation, education, income level. It was kind of like very uh, statistical kind of things. These are like the the kind of, if you were to punch it into a Facebook ads manager, you would be typing in this types of type of data. You know, they make this much money. They have a bachelor's degree. They are 35 years old, you know, things like that. That's your story. Not only the demographic data, it's the psychographic data, which look that up. It's just like how they think about things, their outlook on life, their, uh, some, it can be their political affiliation, things like that, how they think about the world. Um, but we want to make this as detailed as possible, as thorough as possible. It's all made up. We're just thinking this stuff like we're just thinking it up right now. It's, it is made up. It is. Not, I mean, you can base it off somebody, but it's not going to be the entire slice. What we're doing is just kind of grouping data together so that we can start to make clear strategic decisions based on this, you know, set of data, this package that we're going to create here, this, this bundle of data that we're going to create. It's okay. Here's a customer profile. How do we act on this? How do we create a strategy based on this bundle of data? A tip I always say with clients in this kind of session is don't actually think of a real person that you know. It's it's helpful, but if you just start thinking of, you know, you know, Timmy, your friend who is like a customer that you want and you just start to just map out everything in their life, it gets really too it gets a little too granular, it gets a little too unique and it doesn't really um when it's too specific that way, 
or like you base it off just one person, we kind of miss the broader scope a little bit. So we want to go like as zoomed in as possible and then zoom out just a little bit. And that's, and that's going to be our one customer profile. Okay. The next quadrant is dreams and goals. And this is what they, you know, it's self-explanatory. What are their dreams? What are their goals? What do they hope to achieve in life, in their career, money-wise, family-wise, uh, health-wise? You know, there are kind of the three health, wealth, and relationships. Uh, out of those three main pillars, what do they want to advance? How do they want to advance them? What are their dreams? What are their goals? And also, why? Why do they want to achieve those goals? What will achieving that goal or what will achieving that dream unlock for them or you know what other dreams will that unlock for them then the next quadrant we'll move on to are obstacles these are things in the customer's way from achieving those goals so we have to kind of do these in order a little bit we have to do you know stories so that we understand who this person is we have to understand what they want to do why they want to do it and then we have to start figuring out what's in the way. What is preventing them from achieving that goal? What is preventing them from achieving those dreams? The next quadrant makes sense. So it all kind of it all kind of like domino falls into it, to itself. That the next part is the empower section. We can call it, or you can call it the solution. You can name it whatever you want. When you do this with your clients, you can name this whatever you want. And the empower is we're going to kind of go tit for tat for obstacles and empower. So. They want to make more money. We're going to provide the solution for them. Or, you know, you just kind of go, okay, they have problem A. We're going to give them solution A. They have problem B. We're going to give them solution B. Problem C, solution, you know, back and forth, back and forth and kind of line them all up so that we are creating a, you know, finding the problem, articulating the problem about a client and then finding or starting to articulate a solution for it. All right. Let's think of. My character is going to be, and I'm going to do you in the past, Jordan. Okay. So me in the past, uh, let's give this person a name. So I'm going to, I'm going to lock all these. And hopefully these things are, all right, let's get all of them. Whoa, that's going to be way too big. Okay. Let's get, this guy's name is James. Let's get a nice font. PT Sands. Yeah, we'll go with PC. Okay. Now, this is where I say get corny with it because you have, like, why not? We have to get corny with this. All right. So, James McCollum. McCollum. Google's giving me the note. Give me, they're giving me the no spell check. All right. James McCollum. Let's go with it. James is a, okay. And we'll duplicate this. Here we go. All right, age. Let's do. Let's do all the. Um, hopefully, my keys aren't too bad. Um, yeah. Sorry. Sorry if they are. Uh, age, location, um, education. Let's do income. Let's do occupation. Let's do. Um, what are some other things? Age, location, education, income, occupation. Mm. Yeah, let's start with that. Okay, so I think James. So this is my you in the past, Jordan. So you in the past were age 20. You lived in. Mm, all right, let's say you live in Richmond, Virginia. Maybe some of you do. This again, this is not a real person. 
education, you went to, um, right, let's say you went to Full Sail University. Uh, income, right now you are, well, what's your job? Uh, right now you are, um, you decided to go freelance. So you're a freelancer. Freelance photographer, and sometimes you do video. So you have like, you know, kind of photo video split. And right now you're probably making, and you're living in Richmond. Yeah, you're making like, let's say you're making $36,000. You're 20 years old, freelance photographer. All right, let's call it 40. Let's get it to 40. 42. You had a good year. Okay. Um, so some other things. So let's give this story. So he um, picked up filmmaking, started filming, started shooting photos in high school for the school newspaper. This is where it gets kind of fun because you just start to make up a story. Like, where do they come from? What do they believe? Um, let's see. They had a uh, good family upbringing. Mom, dad were both in the house. Uh, no strife and struggle in that direction. Um, they have uh, two sisters. Some some of this stuff is irrelevant. Some of it gets like a, l- a little extraneous. That's okay. Um, two sisters. They have. Um, so he loves loves Quentin Tarantino. I'm gonna spell that wrong. Don't care. That's what spell checks for. Right, my bold went away. Give me some bold. Thank you. And went to full sale, making forty two thousand dollars right now. Oh, let's talk about some cameras. Let's be real nerdy. Uh, loves. Uh, started on the Canon. What do they got now? The 90D? Started on the Canon... No, he started on the Canon 80D. Loves Sony now. And he uses a Sony A7R3. Is that R3? Yeah. I forget which one exists now. R3? No, the S... No. he He's using the S3 now. The new one. I, I, I. There we go. He shot a few weddings. Shot a few weddings. Uh, wants to shoot some more. And maybe that goes into goals. Shoot some more. Uh, but he has experience in the wedding industry, especially in Richmond. Richmond has a pretty good wedding industry. All right. So, James McCollum. All right. Okay. So, that is the start. And we kind of always come back, but let's kind of be brief. Let's kind of, you know, you know this is what I want to say with my clients too. Like, okay, let's keep the pace up. Let's keep the pace up. Because it just gets very, eh. It's you know we can get really bogged down in details. We can think about this perfect Frodo Baggins story. You know we can write a 500 word uh, you know essay about this person, but unto- it doesn't really matter. Okay, so dreams and goals. Um, wants to earn more money, and he wants to earn. Uh, he wants to clear sixty thousand dollars. He's making forty two, so he wants to increase by. Uh, roughly $20,000. Okay. He wants to earn more money. He wants uh, to upgrade his shooting gear. He's still, you know, he's still in co- kind of fresh out of college. Now he needs to like get up his gear. And, he can, you know, as he's like getting more into his business, he's going to keep like reinvesting his business, which is good. Um, he wants to have his own kind of production company. Um, okay, he is a, currently, he second shoots, 
uh, majority of the time, and he wants to get out of that and go into being a first shooter for his own weddings. And see, I'm thinking about myself in the past. I was like, okay, I was second shooting a lot, and I was a, now I need, you know, I wanted to be, wants to own his own production company. He currently second shoots. He wants to be a first shooter for his own weddings and music videos. He's doing a lot of random stuff right now. It's okay. We're young. Um, wants to earn more money. Wants to upgrade his shooting gear. Wants to start his own production company. Wants to currently... All right, so his dreams and goals. Why does he want to uh, do all this? Why? Let's do some why. You know, he wants to uh, earn more. Earn more for uh, girlfriend and him. Girlfriend and him uh, wants to get engaged one day. You know, it's not oh, it's not always about the money. Sometimes we got to, you know, expand it. Why do, they, why do these people want to do what they want to do? Got to think about the bigger goals. Uh, let's see. He wants to, mm, ooh, let's get deep. He wants to, like, prove his family. Hey, you know, I'm, I'm not just some kid that went to full sale and, and wasted $200,000 of your money. I'm actually making some money right now. So uh, prove to his family that he can do this. That he can do this. Independence. That's a good one. Independence. I-N-D-E-P. Yeah. Google will tell me otherwise. Uh, let's get... Whoa, 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 whoa. Keeps going unbold for me. All right, so where we got so far? James McCollum, age twenty, Richmond, full sale, making forty-two thousand. He's a freelance photographer and does a little video on the side. Uh, started shooting in high school for a school newspaper. Had a good family upbringing. Has two sisters. He loves Quentin Tarantino and David Fincher. Started on Canon eighty D. Loves Sony now. Uses Sony A seven S three. Some of that's relevant. Uh, shoots a few weddings, wants to start shooting more. His dreams are he wants to earn more money. He wants to increase $20,000, which to me is a math wise is that he wants to add 50% more income next year. That's a lot. That's pretty good. Uh, upgrade his shooting gear. He wants to reinvest in his business. That's another one we'll say reinvest in business. Okay. Uh, start his own production company. Maybe it's just because right now he's currently second shooting, second shooting, second, currently second shooter. And he wants to be his own first shooter. He wants to bring on other second shooters and mentor them. You know, maybe that's another thing. He wants to become a mentor one day. He likes teaching people. He likes sharing things. Uh, why does he want to do this? He wants to earn more for him and his girlfriend. Uh, you know, he wants to get engaged to her. So he needs some money. Got to show that she, you know, hey, honey, I got a stable job. Uh, prove to his family that he can do this. Maybe they didn't quite believe in him or they invested a lot of him, especially going to full sale for a quarter million dollars almost. They want to show that he can do this, you know, and at the core of that, kind of some independence. What I like to do next is something very fun. We do. We have to find, and this is a great exercise to do. We have to find our profile we have to find what they look like because not only do we want to give them a name and give them a story and and really fill out the details of their life we want to give them a picture so we can look right at them and go that's the guy that's james mccollum that's my 
customer profile. That's my person pillar, my pillar customer, me in the past. That's him. Yep. So let's find that. And this is it's fun. It's a fun exercise. You just say, give me each go to stock images, and we're gonna find that person. Okay. So I did male photographer. Let's see if any of these photos actually have something uh worth a shit. Some of them. Okay. And it, it's all kind of a feel. It's all kind of vibes. Alright, let's see. Um not these guys are a little too old. Alright, let's see. Uh men tattoo. Maybe this guy's got tattoo tattoo. No. We're about to go down. We're about to go somewhere weird. Alright, let's see. Uh men hipster coffee. Okay, we're getting there. Yo, no, too much tattoos. Not quite. This is all fun. Yeah, we're gonna look for a look. Give me, give me kind of hipster guy. Maybe that guy. Is that our guy? Let's see if this is our guy. Can't really see. James McCollum. I think that's our guy. I'm taking him. All right, let's crop him. Give him a little headshot. Miro. What I like about Miro is, and I'm using the free version, is that it follows the Photoshop key hotkeys. So just like if you're used to Photoshop and flying around there and cropping things, it does the same exact thing. All right. Can we see this guy? He's 20 years old. He's got like, you know, he's got a girlfriend. He's got an A7S3. I think we can. Yeah, that's him. That's my boy. All right. All right, James. Let's make James bigger. It has to be fun. This has to be fun. And, and notice, and notice how much time we're taking with this. And I'm not, and I'm not saying this is taking a long time or that we're this is boring in any way. But this is why I say to clients, we can only choose three of these people because we're working so hard on just one, and we're like being, we're like humming and hawing, like, mm, no, his name's not James. It should be Jim. And it's like we got to move on. So, okay, let's talk about some problems. Okay. The problems this guy is facing. Okay. Student debt. Uh, needs to earn more revenue because he's a business owner. Um, his obstacles are he is unsure how to grow his business. He has uh, imposter syndrome because he's not exactly sure about how his Imposter syndrome within his own business. Yeah. And what I mean by that is he doesn't exactly feel like he should be doing this or he doesn't consider himself a business person. He's like, I'm a creative. I don't do business. I don't like business. How do we spell syndrome? Can we right click here, folks? I'm trying to get the. I don't care. Syndrome. Imposter syndrome. Sin. Syndrome, sin, screw it, don't care, don't care, moving on, just living that red, okay, imposter syndrome with his own business, he needs to earn more revenue, he is unsure how to grow his business, mm, he has student debt, what are some other obstacles, um, uh, video equipment is expensive, is expensive, okay, uh, he has trouble, Cl mm, not closing clients. Let's say he has, 
right now his issue is mm, not so much closing clients, but getting clients, you know, finding new clients. Okay. Because he's young, he's a new kid. Uh, his kind of obstacle we kind of faded is that he of a portfolio to book bigger and better clients. Remember, he was a second shooter. He's still trying to get some people, you know, the people to take him seriously. And it's hard to do that when you don't really have a portfolio sometimes. So now, now what you do with this kind of exercise when you're working with clients is that you try to be fast. And what I say to do is to kind of like set a timer. Like, all right, we're only going to spend three minutes on this column. We're going to spend three minutes on obstacles. We're going to spend three minutes on solution because it is not, you know, you have to kind of take uh, a great company to follow is AJ and Smart. Go check those guys out. They do the uh, Google Design Sprint folks. It's the, um, I think his name is Jonathan Smart, Jake Knapp. Follow those guys. Uh, there is this kind of lightning round decision. It's uh, we are going to make a concise decision right now in the moment and know that we're going to possibly change in the future. But right now we just need to make a clear and concise decision and move on. Commit to it because we can always come back and reassess. So that's what we're going to do. And and that, you know, clients going to be like, no, 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 he's, you know, he's, this isn't quite perfect. And it's like, that's fine. That's fine. It's not meant to be perfect. We're just going to keep going with it. Keep moving forward. Okay. Let's keep moving forward. All right. So now this is where we do the tat for tat. Tit for tat. Okay. So student debt. So how do we solve this? And then this is where we change. So we got James. My boy James. All right. Let's do a red color. Can we read that? Yeah, we can read that. Okay. Yeah, red and gray. It's perfect. Okay, so student debt. So he needs to earn more revenue, you know, and also be more profitable. All right. What's next? Needs to earn more revenue. Earn more revenue. Okay. Unsure how to grow his business become more profitable, create better offerings to clients. Maybe he's just offering photo, you know, photo session here and there, and he's not really packaging it in a nice way that clients are excited about it. He's just kind of doing whatever. So, all right, create better offerings to clients. Imposter syndrome with his own business. He needs some business education, which is a lot of it is going to be self-education. So, he's got to get some books, books, courses, um, I don't know, seminars, seminars, webinars, webinars, like this. Hi. Is it honing or home? Yeah. Honing his marketing message. Because he, you know, he may not be speaking to the right client. He may not be talking to the right person. Not enough of a portfolio portfolio to book bigger and better clients. Okay. How do we do this? We shoot more projects. We do spec projects, ventures with other creators. What does that mean? A joint venture? You partner up with someone and say, hey, I need 
I'm thinking about doing this project. You know, why don't we go shoot this beer commercial over at this brewery? Why don't we go shoot this wedding together? Why don't we go 50-50 on this? Why don't we share, you know, some kind of collaboration? You can call it collaboration implies a little bit more like a creative thing, like a, um, like we're going to do a collab on a YouTube video. When it's a joint venture, it feels more like we're going to do this business project that might make us both some money. Let's do it together. Earn more revenue. Student debt. Needs to earn more revenue. Earn more revenue. Be more profitable. Unsure how to grow his business. And that would be unsure how to grow his business. That's business education. Create a better offering. And that could be revenue. Reinvest in the business because video expense, video equipment is expensive. Photography equipment is expensive. Find a new client. He needs to hone his message. Yeah, now I'm just imagining doing that three more times. And now what we have is a whole incomplete profile for us to say, you know, I think I have a good understanding of who this person is. So let's kind of go back. Let's go back over it again. So we got James. So if I were to, so what can we learn from this? Now that we know who our person is, we can start to think and we look at these solutions here and say, okay, can we create a product that will help James, you know, get over student debt or help James earn more revenue? How can we help James earn more revenue? Is there a service that we can provide to help him become more profitable or to teach him some kind of business education? Is it an info product? Is it a course that we need to make that's going to help James feel like he can be sure and clearly understand how to grow his business? Is the imposter syndrome something that he needs coaching on? Is this something he just needs a little bit more education on? Is this something, is it a number of projects? Is it a confidence issue? What is it? We got to figure it out. This type of person do. Because now we can start to think about, all right, he's a 20-year-old who lives in Richmond. He's not making a lot of money, but he loves Quentin Tarantino. He loves, you know, he shoots weddings. So now you can start to think about what is he interested in? What does he do for a living? What does he do during his time off? Where can we find them? Typically, is he he's probably on YouTube. He's probably he's young. He's probably on TikTok. You know, so now you start to is he on LinkedIn? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe he's looking for a full-time job. Maybe he's not. So you start to think about the marketing. Now you think about the copy. Now you think about what you're going to say to this person, how what the words you're going to write, the hooks you're going to write to bring this person in because this person is a 20-year-old living on the East Coast. He went to full sale. He's a freelance photographer. What do photographers say? What do they talk about? What what do they care about? What how how do they talk about their gear? Do they do they are they gearheads? Do they love talking about cameras or are they just more about showing off great pictures? You have to you know start to figure it out, start to understand that. Uh, maybe start to learn about the wedding industry. Start to learn about the. Uh, can you start to help them navigate the wedding world because they want to shoot more weddings? So. Does it benefit you as a business owner when you're trying to help James understand the wedding industry? I mean, if you have experience with it, use that experience. Then you start to think about content. Content is always great ideas to be educational with it, is to be, um, you know, how can we help them? How can I help you solve your problem, move you down the chain? Um, is Do we need to make content to show him how, you know, about video equipment? about finding new clients, about 
not feeling like an imposter. Now we're got some blog topics and we got some video topics in our head that we're going to start to work on. Ads. Like I said, you know, we go first with the demographics when we're making ads. You type it into Facebook Ads Manager. What is this? What does your target audience look like? What does your look like audience look like? Age 20, 20, you know, maybe they are, maybe this 18 to 24, 20 to 25. That's your age range. Living in the Richmond area or living in cities with population over 200,000, but under 500,000, you know, uh, people making this amount of money. Um, because now that we know their income or now that we've kind of projected in our mind what we think their income is, now we can maybe create a product that matches what it is they're making. Because if your person that you're trying to target is only making $42,000 and you're going to create a $10,000 product or a $10,000 coaching course, well, I don't think anyone's going to spend 25% of their yearly household income on that product. So you kind of have to work backwards. This is all, you know, you're looking at this and reverse engineering and understanding who these people are, what they do. Um, Yeah, who and where do they live and how do we talk to them and how do they talk? You know, we talk like they do. That's that's the kind of, you know, because if we're not, like I said, if we're not making that connection, they're going to bounce. They're out of here. And that is a lot. That was great. That was awesome. That's the kind of, that's the customer journey, the start of the customer journey, understanding the customer journey and how to kind of walk through building a customer profile. You can just build one of these. You can build all three. You can build all four if you want to. But what you can also do with this now is you take this little piece and you, you know, print it out. Take that stupid stock image, print it out. Here's James. And now I got James here on my little, right above my computer. So when I'm writing a blog post or when I'm about to send a, a promotional email or when I'm about to create a YouTube video, I look at James, I look him in the eye and say, is this for you, buddy? Is this what, is this what you want? Would you like this? And if the answer is no, then probably you shouldn't make it because, you know, making content is nice and making YouTube videos and streaming is cool. But if like, if we're not hitting the target audience or if we're not speaking directly to that person, reaching out to them and saying, this content is for you. Don't waste your time then, because this is where, this is where we all get it wrong. We all just try to create content. We all just try to jump into business or say like, I like shooting photos. I like making videos. I, I'm going to do that. I'm just going to be a filmmaker. I'm just going to be a photographer. My, my, my friend's having a wedding. They want me to shoot their wedding. Maybe I should be a wedding photographer. And then you go, wait a minute. Who gets married? Or what? Or like you start to, the more you get into it, you realize you're just in the business of what you are. You know, it's like, I want to be a photographer. Well, now you're in the photography business. And now you have to start understanding that. And now you have to start thinking like a marketer. You can't be always thinking. I talked about this yesterday, the other day when the e-myth where you can't always be the technician. You can't be the person always shooting the photographs. You have to back up now. This is the, if the three profiles were technician, entrepreneur, and manager, this is the entrepreneur. This is the big vision strategy section that you're looking out, looking at who you want to target, why you want to target them, and then understanding their entire life and uh, and reverse engineering everything so that every ad that you talk to them, every product that you make, Every package offering that you provide them, every guest that you bring on to a podcast, every, you know, random keyword that you're going to try to dominate on SEO or whatever your strategy is, it's all about who this person is. 
and targeting this person and thinking about this person with your content, with your business offerings. It all has to make sense. It all has to be aimed at this person all the time, everything you do. And it's like, and what, it, and it's actually a pretty liberating feeling because you know, it's like, it takes a little bit of the thinking out of this. You do a lot of thinking, a lot of concentrated, re- like, I really want to focus on figuring this person out and then going and finding that person and then doing interviews based on that person. Maybe, maybe you do find a James McCollum out there and they become your customer or they become your client. Then you interview them and then you say, is this all true? I want to like, you got to think like a marketer. You got to be kind of, it's like, you're kind of a creep with it. You got to be like, I want to like, like you are the, the person at the census knocking on their door saying, Hey, are you like, does any of this make sense? Were you this type of person? Tell me about what you were as a kid. Tell me about what you did in high school. Did you ever run into this situation? Or, hey, you know, because you're like, because you want to understand, like, hey, I'm, you know, that's what they do in the tech world. They ha- that's what they talk about in Google Sprints, where they say, create the prototype and then go find that customer and then interview that customer and put the product in front of it, put the prototype in front of them and say, is this what you is this helpful? Does this work? Because you're going to spend all your time working on something, building a product, building a package offering, and it's not going to make any sense because you don't even know who it's for. You don't even know what the target audience is. It's a damn shame because that's a waste of your time and you're wasting those people's time. You don't need to be putting ads in front of people that you don't even know who you're talking to. As, as There are so many ads out there, so much wasted advertising dollars. Putting out those, you know, I want to just watch my YouTube video and you're putting it in front of me. You're putting this ad in front of me and that don't, this doesn't even resonate with me. I don't even know who this person is. I don't know what this product is for. Or, I'm, you know, and again, like we said at the beginning, what, let me, let me illustrate this. Of uh, the problem at first, and then they become aware of the problem. And then they are, uh, looking, I'm in all caps. Thank you. Looking for solutions. Or, no, excuse me, they become aware of solutions, and then they start looking for solutions. This is your customer journey. Give me the squiggles, because I love it. That's your customer journey right there. That's what we're doing. So, where is James in this journey? What part are they in? Let me get a big old freaking row. This is what I was talking about. If you understand your customer, this is like if you stick around with this, if you stuck around with this live stream, this is probably the best part of the live stream. Okay, remember this? So we did this you in the past. Where are they in the customer journey? Are they the you in the past? Were you aware? of the problem that they have, that they need more revenue or that they need better business education or you in the future, are are they today? Maybe these people are aware of the solution and maybe the aspirational people are looking for solutions or maybe the foundational people have already found the solution with you. So now that we're thinking about that, you in the past might not be aware of the problem. That might be, that might be where your customer is or they might be aware of the problem, but they don't know what to do. They like, yeah, I know this. And they kind of look for very surface level things. And then they become aware of solutions. Oh, like I said, in this journey, they, you know, they want to become a wedding photographer. 
and now they don't even know that they're in the wedding photographer business. They're not aware of the problem. That's the problem because it's going to keep creeping up. They're going to be like, well, I'm just having fun shooting videos and shooting photos. This is fun. I'm making a little bit of money. That's kind of cool. And then, you know, then they start to be like, wait a minute. Now I can't find any clients or like I wanted to make this my entire freelance world. This is my career now. I have a problem. The problem was I didn't know how to find new clients. I all I you know I didn't know I had this problem. I didn't know I'm in the business now. I didn't know I got to know sales. I got to know marketing. I got to know how to talk to clients and customers. And then you become aware of the solution. Oh, I need to better hone my marketing speak. I need to you know better hone my marketing messages. I need to get better at sales. I need to have a better conversation about pricing. How to present my options to clients and show them and get them you know get them excited and get them ready to buy. And get them in that mode to buy. Okay, maybe all right, maybe that's the solution. Now, who can help me with that solution? Who? Where can I find? I'm, I'm gonna start looking around. All right, do I need to get a coach? Do I need to find some templates? Do I need to find all these types of things? It's like where? Then they start looking. If maybe they find you, maybe they find your business. And where are you gonna put these people? Where you know where are you gonna insert yourself in this process? If I were me and they're not aware of the problem, I'd start telling people, and this is how I start crafting my marketing message. If they're not aware of the problem, I'm going to tell them, you got a problem. And I want to make them aware of the problem. Say, hey, buddy, you got a problem. You don't know how to find new customers. You don't know how to raise your prices. Oh, really? I I didn't know I had that problem. Yeah, you do. Okay. And then I want to say, you know what, buddy? Here are some solutions. Here are some solutions. Not that you're offering solutions, but hey, you know, I was listening to this podcast, or I found this cool calculator online, or I found this nice series. You should check it out. Here are some solutions. And then they go, hey, I trust you. I thirst you. You know, close enough. And they go, hey, I trust you. Do you have that solution? And you go, yes, I do. That's how you kind of insert yourself into the customer journey and, and help them. Because if you can help them solve their problem, which is what we talked about at the very beginning of this stream, then you are what they're looking for. And you're speaking right to them because you, you know their problem more than they know their own problem. And you're kind of like, it's like you're in the back of their head and you're there the whole time. Photographers, do you want to raise your prices but don't know how? Ditch your pretty Pinterest templates for something that actually makes you money. Check the boxes where the answer is yes. Are you unsure how to get those high-paying clients? Are you tired of everyone selling you on the secret formula to success that doesn't seem to be aligned with who you really are? Do you feel ready to raise your prices, but you still feel like the market is too saturated? Are you tired of chasing wedding after wedding, barely breaking even? Do your clients say, we can't afford you. Are you feeling burnt out from saying yes to jobs and clients that don't resonate with you? Do you want to feel alive, excited, and inspired in your creative life again? If you checked any of these boxes above, then I want to invite you to check out the Perfect Wedding Package. Start charging what you deserve. You can be the best photographer with the best gear, but unless you're actually making money at this, it's nothing more than a really, really expensive hobby. What most of us end up doing we work on projects that can barely pay the rent and end up having to settle for a 9 to 5. As a photographer, we start with so much passion and excitement. Then one day, a friend of ours says they're getting married, and then they want you to shoot it. Wait, really? 
but I've only been doing this for fun up till now. I can't charge my friends thousands of dollars. So instead, you tell them you're only going to charge $250, even though, looking back, they would have been more than happy to pay you more. An even worse scenario is to charge nothing for a wedding shoot because you feel like you need more practice. So much of our pricing is based on confidence and perception. As you quietly bump along to your next wedding, this time it's a friend of a friend. You think, well, I can't jump too high. I'll charge $300 for this wedding. And on and on, you barely bump up your prices as to not disturb the waters or appear too ambitious. You think to yourself, if I charge $2,500, I look like a money-hungry con artist. And on top of all that, I don't even know what excuses I would say to a client if they push back. I would run scared back down to $300 because it feels safe. And at least I won't get a no, right? Hi, I'm Jordan P. Anderson. I'm a marketing nerd, content creator. I've filmed over 200 I do's and spent the last 10 years trying to perfect a system that creates a compelling story that drives business results, whether it's new followers, course signups, or booking new clients. That business results part didn't come easy. I spent my first few years out of college in La La Land, making, shooting, and vlogging my way to booking more clients. But my efforts versus what I was being paid for was always felt disconnected. I was playing around on YouTube, hoping something magical would happen, and it didn't. I was barely living up to the dreams I'd set for myself. To put it bluntly, I would have made more money at Burger King than working on my video business. I felt guilty for being a poor husband. My wife was absolutely killing it in her healthcare job, and I was simply playing YouTuber, not bringing my share as a husband. I felt guilty, I felt like a failure, and on top of that, I then lost my job. Now backed into a dark corner, one that I'd never want to visit again, I had to do some real soul searching to upheave my business, start from scratch, and create a system that could actually make money and start contributing more as a husband. Job rejection after job rejection, unemployment checks running dry, everything was out of my control. The only thing I could control was my perspective and the skills I could learn. The core of my insecurity was that I didn't know how to properly charge my clients. I didn't know how to ask for what I wanted. I started reading and studying every pricing, sales, and marketing book I can get my hands on. And then I changed my perspective. I realized that I can do this. I can provide for my wife. I can live up to those dreams. My biggest aha. My biggest aha moment was around the idea that pricing is about confidence and perception. I realized that it's all about how you frame the conversation with your clients. You have to believe that the clients love paying for your expensive options because of how it makes them feel. It was never about how slick I dressed or how cool I used the word strategic content driven initiatives. Knowing this, I put together this new pricing sheet and I had a client looking for a new website, a new take on her business, and a documentary to go along with it. This was my shot to put this new pricing knowledge into action. $10,000 was the number. I stared at this number on the screen for three days. No way can I send this quote. This is more money than I've ever made in my video business. Believing it's all possible, I emailed the proposal. Later that night at 10 p.m., client called and they said yes. I was lying to myself that I wasn't able to charge for what I deserve and I chose not to accept it. In fact, I feel this calling to help you flip your approach. Save yourself from the lies we tell ourselves and instead get you focusing on creating something that your clients are dying to say yes to. 
My goal is to help you establish a price that reflects who you truly are, a professional photographer that deserves to be seen as a business-savvy, highly-value creative who kicks ass at earning a living. Introducing the Perfect Wedding Package. I have built this Perfect Wedding Package to be a step-by-step -step guide for wedding photographers to start charging what they deserve. If you want more income, better clients, and more time to do the things you love, this template is what you need. Establish pricing that reflects your true value and upgrade your mindset to get comfortable welcoming more money and abundance with ease. The Perfect Wedding Package is your next step on the journey to raising your rates and getting paid what you deserve. You've been leaving so much money on the table with your wedding packages. What's inside the Perfect Package? A DIY printable one-page proposal that saves you countless hours on quoting and negotiation, an easy-to-read breakdown of a price sheet so you're able to bring in more income and avoid the low-paying, stressful gigs, creating the perfect set of options for your brides and grooms. The main reason why your wedding packages fail to book new clients? A checklist for what you need before any proposal is ever written and how to avoid clients from hell. The art of crafting options that guide your clients to choosing the right package every time. You'll also receive the perfect wedding package template, a $250 value, an in-depth video lesson, $500 value, a bonus, one-on-one -on -one wedding package workshop, a $2,000 value, another bonus, photography website audit, a $2,000 value, and a third bonus, direct access to me on Discord, a $150 value, total value, $4,900. Free video lesson. This in-depth video lesson makes it easy to create a one-page price sheet that does the selling for you and gives you the confidence to increase your income and free up time for you to focus on your best creative self. A $500 value. Bonus number one. One-on-one -on -one wedding package workshop. This 30-minute coaching session magnifies your results by having a practical, comprehensive conversation that focuses on perfecting your prices and clears up any hesitation about taking the next big step in your business and helps you realize that you are worth it and you deserve what's best in life. Bonus number two, photography website audit. This personalized assessment provides the keys to getting an objective look at your website so that you can create an experience that excites clients to work with you and share your story as a creative as well as create a place that shows off your portfolio that you can be proud of. Bonus number three, free access to me on Discord. This private channel is the shortcut needed to get direct access to me, so you're able to get your price questions answered and create a safe place to learn how to upgrade your business and build a network that goes beyond your little backyard. A $4,900 value for only $97. I'm no math surgeon, but that looks like $4,883 of education going right back into your bank account. Imagine how it will feel to book your ideal clients generate the income that you need and deserve, finally go full-time, have the tools you need to reach your goals, and truly believe in yourself. So what's the catch, Jordan? I'm offering this guide because I know that when you raise your rates and your clients say yes, that you're more likely to keep doing what you love, leave the 9 to 5 behind forever, and continue to grow your photography brand. That's it. That's my sleazy sales tactic for you to have success and maybe one day to share that success with the creative community. In fact, $97 is one-fiftieth of what I could be charging for an offer like this. I'm almost kicking myself for setting the price so low. So why would I do this? Helping photographers is my calling because like you, I've been told you have to go get a real job and that you have to be a starving artist in order to do what you love. I'm calling bullshit. So my goal is to help you make money 
then hopefully you'll choose to reinvest some of those profits back into the products and services that I offer. Does that sound more than fair? Do you have a guarantee? Yes. If at any time you feel like you have not gotten your money's worth, let me know and I'll refund you on the spot. I guarantee that if you implement this template, watch the videos, ask questions, and start believing that this is all possible, then you'll have a completely new wedding package and a solid understanding of the core fundamentals of pricing and marketing yourself as a photographer. If for some reason you don't feel this is true, then let me know and you'll receive a full refund. No questions asked and you keep the template to share with a friend who might find it useful. But if you're like most people, this experience will change your business and for some of you, it will change your outlook on life. Just to recap, the perfect wedding package includes the perfect wedding package template, a $250 value, in-depth video lesson, $500 value, a bonus of one-on-one -on -one wedding package workshop, $2,000 value, second bonus of photography website audit, $2,000 value, and a third bonus of direct access to me on Discord, a total value of $4,900. If you want more income, better clients, and more time to do the things you love, then this is the template you need. Frequently asked questions. Do I have to be an advanced pro photographer? Not at all. In fact, the earlier you learn this, the more your photography business will thrive. Avoid the early mistakes and start charging what you're worth. And for the professionals out there, let's break a few old habits around pricing your work. When do I get to talk to you, Jordan? In order to get the most out of this package and get light a fire under your ass, we have to strike while the iron is hot. Your booking window expires 60 days from the date of purchase, so get on the Calendly ASAP. If there are major schedule conflicts, let me know. How do I book my pricing session with you, Jordan? I'll send you a Calendly invite for our 30-minute pricing workshop. You choose a time that works for you, and away we go. Does this actually work? Yes. Speaking from personal experience, I've used this on projects where I was able to charge $10,000. The variable is you and how much you believe you can achieve your goals. Why is this so cheap? Value is in the eye of the beholder. If you really want to know, I'm keeping this price down because I want so many more people to get their hands on this knowledge. If you want to pay more for it, just let me know. Thanks for listening. To start using the perfect wedding package, go to jordanpanderson.com slash wedding package.